Episode 11, from Earth Day to Workers' Day to Mother's Day. Let's honor all of it, but it all starts with creation. Let's start there. Welcome to the Gumberza Podcast, where we explore the intersections of social justice, faith, and action. I hope this helps us continue growing and serving God by serving the people. I am your host, Janelle. Here's things that may be new to you. Oral tradition is how we have the creation stories in the Bible that we have today. Passed through story from generation to generation. You know, stories about how we came to being uh, from the spirit and breath of God hovering over mysterious waters, over the, the stuff of creation. Then the creator created creation. And all peoples have a creation story. You know, creation stories are about how they came into being. And creation stories also point to why. Why they came into being. Even the Bible itself has more than one creation story written, signaling to us that there's room for multiple truths, multiple meanings, multiple ways of telling and retelling the story of existence. But the West took these stories and for the interest of empire, for the interest of power over, for the interest of conformity, made these creation stories rigid, said that we came from nothing, and took the poetry out of the story, the heart of the story, in order to reinforce a false binary between faith and science, and also to waste our time fortifying the lines between the two. Folks who know me know that I love animals. I always have loved animals. I love nature. I don't necessarily like hiking, but I love nature. I love the lessons that they teach us just with how they live and how they are. And so I hate seeing videos and photos of how our waste hurts creation from bloody straws, being pulled out of turtle nostrils, whales' bellies cut open, revealing pounds of plastic bags, polar bears wasting away and starving, trying to feed their babies. This is a dominant narrative in how we started um, talking about environmentalism and the and climate. We tended to hide the toll that it takes on humans. And so capitalism presents us with fake solutions that keep us from real solutions. Just change our light bulbs into en energy-saving light bulbs. Get solar panels, recycle, compost, buy this, buy that. Tech and architects have brought us sustainable materials. And it makes me wonder whose land are we supposed to build on using these sustainable materials. Cities advocate for clean air policies and when, forgetting that the earth rotates and air moves, bringing unprotected air back into their cities. We need a multi-pronged solution. We need a solution that confronts capitalism. We need solutions that confront imperialism. We need decolonized solutions. A decolonized solution is mindful of how the West 
empires, conquerors, fear nature, seek to subjugate and control it versus live with it. Mother Earth, Mother Nature has been treated like how empire has treated women and continues to treat many women. Mother Nature has been exploited, extracted, violated, treated as disposable, used only when it benefits um, transactional relationships. Mother Nature has become a target of colonization. Multinational mining corporations and logging corporations poison children, literally, and cause miscarriages in parts of the Cordilleras in the northern Philippines. These are stories that I've heard from the people there. The U.S. Navy ships destroy Tabataha Reef, one of the biggest reefs and most important reefs in the world. Military equipment and operations alone are creating pollution around the world with the resources that they use just being stationed somewhere with their weapons with their equipment with their personnel with their training exercises indigenous people in the so-called third world and third world peoples bear the brunt of all of this and that's why they're also the solution that's why we need to be in solidarity with indigenous people Indigenous people and their ways of being show us what defending and protecting and living alongside the environment really is. Closeness to land as a way of life. I'm reminded of the uh, Kalinga leader, Makli Ing Dulag, who was key in fighting Chico Dam, a project that was um, proposed that would threaten the livelihood and the land of indigenous people at that time around the 80s. Makli Ingdulag was able to unite tribes, different tribes of indigenous people in the Philippines. He was successful in organizing a united front in opposition to Chico Dam. Then he was killed, shot dead by military surrounding his home. This was in the Marcos era. People have literally died protecting the environment. It's very different than the solutions that capitalism has offered us in ways of consuming more, buying more, just consuming and buying the right things. The indigenous people that I've met, um, both in the northern and the southern parts of the Philippines, share this knowledge that land is life. And when I went there, I was actually expecting to hear more stories of, oh, how the divine is in nature and all of that stuff, you know, trying to, because of my own, um, <laughs> my own, I guess, ideas of what I think indigenous people believe and how they talk about the land. But really, it was just straightforward. Land is life in a very real sense, not necessarily in this romanticized sense they've told me that land is one of the most valuable things that they can pass on to their children they might not have everything but they have land and with land you can grow things with land you can live they tell me that 
if they were to move into the city, they know that life in the city means always chasing after money. You can't just have food. You need money to get food. You need money to get everything. But if you have land, you can grow your own food. You can grow your own family. This is what it means when we say land is life. We people of faith, we have choices to make where our stance is, what we can do as individuals, what we can do as a community. We remember that the masses have great creative power and that being made in the image of the creator, one of those attributes, one of those images that we were created with is the ability to create, the ability to shape our lives, the ability to shape the world around us, being co-creators of the world that we live in, not giving in to fatalism, not giving in to hopelessness, but remembering that we are surrounded by the stuff of creation, that we are made of the stuff of creation. All of this and more is what it is to be a person of faith, to own this identity as a creator with and amongst creation and being solid in our stance because we have a stake in defending creation in very real terms. And yes, being anti-war is a stance for the environment. And yes, being anti-imperialist is a stance for the environment. So currently, this recording happens maybe a week after Earth Day, uh, a few days after International Workers' Day, and just a few days before Mother's Day. So we're currently in between Workers' Day and Mother's Day. And I think it's a sweet spot to be between honoring those that make the world go round, the workers, and in between those that nurture and continue to birth life. Those who mother, those who yearn to mother, those who mother in different ways but don't necessarily feel like they own full-time the title of mother. I also want to be mindful of the, um, the different nuances that come with mothers celebrating mothers and Mother's Day, that not everyone has a great relationship with their mother, that all those who desire to mother are not necessarily able to be mothers in the sense that they would like to be that there's a lot around Mother's Day and there's a lot around honoring mothers. And I do want to be mindful of the mothers that labor to feed their kids and others that they mother, to the mothers that try to mother differently, to mother in ways that their mothers didn't mother them, the ones that mother in ways to bring more healing, justice, and unconditional love into the world. The mothers that bring both fire and wings in the ways that they protect their children. To the mothers that carry heartbreak, separation, death, loss. The mothers who bring with them the mothers and mothers and mothers for generations who in their bodies carry future generations, who carry with them seeds of the future the ones who are redefining love, the ones who are customizing care and love to match the rhythm of their children and their children's paths, 
to the mothers who seek to understand their children because they want to love them better, because they want to love them in ways that uplift all of our communities when we witness how they are mothering. These are the mothers I want to remember this Mother's Day. The ones who try to aspire for all of this, who aspire for a better world, who aspire for a earth that can sustain us all. The mothers who bring revolution into the ways that they are mothers. I celebrate you and I wish you hella love and also hella rest on Mother's Day if possible. For those of you listening who are looking for ways that you can continue to um, do your part in supporting those who defend the land, who defend and protect the environment, who build solidarity and support the work of indigenous people, check out the Facebook page Friends of Brandon Lee and you'll find their updates and uh, there's an auction that's going on from now until May 9th. So uh, you want to check out that page for how you can take action, take faithful action, and um, be in solidarity with those who protect all of us by protecting our world. All right, so that's it. And until next time, peace out.